What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're going to be diving into the real reality of Housewives and Chit Chat. We've got Elle Mirasaki here to talk all things TikTok, recapping Real Housewives, and being a woman of color within the Bravo fandom. Lock in while I clock in because we are about to get into it. Hey, Elle, what's up, girl? Hi. Hey, friends. What is up, my love? I am so happy to finally get you on the line. I am so excited. Listen, I have been waiting days and days and hours and hours no money long but i'm trying to get there i have been waiting for Child, i've been waiting for you to ring the line i said when you gonna call me listen I, i've been waiting listen my, my girl the anita ward she had my phone tied up so i couldn't ring your <laughs> bell because she was real busy and you know me waiting for anita ward that that phone is old so, you know, we they got together. Baby. It was giving real DSL vibes. It was giving very it was dialogue. It was definitely giving switchboard. <laughs> it was giving very switchboard. It was giving very 411. Very bad. Oh, but shit. we have made it to the land. We have made it through Narnia. We have made it into the things of the things with new fur coats. No, no real oh, fur. Peter, don't try it. Hello. <laughs> My name is Cherie Laveau, honey. And all I do is dress and rest. Clock your reference, yeah. children. Okay. What? I'm excited. Listen, listen, listen. All the things. All the things. I am home, child. Let's. You are home. You are on the phone. We are at. We are. We are on, on the line. We are kicking it, honey. It's giving very like JT and Summer Walker vibes. Very that. Oh, it's giving very summer walking in Sierra. Did you see the news? Baby, better thing, better thing. Oh, listen, I I am enthralled. I am behooved. I am bewildered. Mm. I am beleaguered. I am all of the things, of the things, for the things that they are giving on better things. Praise God. Yes, moment of silence. Moment. Mm. The reverence that we hold. Okay. That. Now, <laughs> I'm going to get into the things while they pass the plate around. I need to know, sis, now that I finally got you on the phone, when did you fall in love with reality TV, sis? <sighs> Baby. And I swear you're going to think I'm lying, but it is the truth because that's all I know how to tell. But I have loved TV forever. I want to say that I got it from my grandmother, um, who my mom back in the day, <laughs> a little bit of a flex, my mom back in the day, like the it girl for Mac, she was that makeup artist. Um, yes, so you know, she worked retail hours and then if she was doing like clients or something on the side or a wedding or celebrities, whatever the case may be. So I was with my grandmother a lot, you know, preschool era. Grandmother having yes. Grandmother was heavy into television, and then you know she was still responsible for picking up. So like, I remember when Judge Judy premiered, all of that. But 
when Moesha came. I know uh, that that's not reality TV, but that was like. Listen, that's my favorite sitcom. So we can venture into Moesha. Uh, we can give a little mo to the. I used to get in trouble for Moesha. My dad was like, if you knew your schoolwork like you knew Moesha, you would be in good shape. (laughs) That sounds like my stepfather. (laughs) Hey, dad. Love you, pop. Right, look at us now, dad. Look Um, at us now. Talking about TV. I watched it all. Like, I will... I will watch anything for at least 15 minutes with the exception. I don't, I don't like zombie TV. Um, I, I'm real persnickety about my sci-fi. So in comparison okay. to other sci-fi heads, I would venture to say that I'm not one. But for the most Bam. part, I will watch anything for 15 minutes. And then, you know, if the writing is good, if the, if the producing is good, if the whatever, like, I'm into it. Real world, first season. I was too young. I didn't know what they was doing. But, like, this ain't messy. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Survivor, the Mole. Because uh, my, my mom likes TV as well. Amazing Race. Like, all of, all mm. of this. I just like, I like TV. And once, once you sell me your story, once I buy it, we go together until we go until together the, until the finale, until the series finale, and then I'll talk about you. I don't know why I'm still watching this show, but I started it, so I gotta finish. Right, so I have to finish it. I am so that person, which is why now I'm real funny about what shows I give my 15 minutes to, because exactly. once I'm hooked, I'm hooked. Even if I hate watching, I am hooked. <laughs> That's why I'm stuck making episodes cursing out the Real Housewives of the Atlanta and down to the Beverly Hills every Child. damn week now because I'm so invested and mind <sighs> you I've been watching Housewives literally since the Orange County day one back when they was trying to do real actual desperate Housewives back in that behind the gate ass satin <laughs> dress them tacky ass satin shirts with the big ass applique on them uh, I remember trying to sell my mom on first season OC and I'm like nah mom cause it's these rich white women but the one girl going through a divorce and she got horses and my mom was like the way that I don't give a fuck <laughs> the way that I don't care and see listen my mother would have been an easy sell because we go all the way back to American Idol we go back to America's mm-hmm. Next Top Model days shout mm-hmm. out to Eva if you're listening to this I want you to come on the podcast normally hey, I don't girl. reach out to you know, reality stars, but you know, Eva is an exception for me. Eva is 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 mother. And I and I've seen she didn't deserve to win her season. Um and I do wanna say that just again, having heavily watched this season I do see where the producers favored her. There were definitely comps that she probably wasn't the best winner of that particular comp, right? Right. But ain't nobody served like this. Ain't nobody eat down like this. She ate her commercial up. She ate y'all up when she put that tarantula on her face. Because, girl, I'm scared. It's the way I would have never. Like, listen, listen. Me, personally, we're a different girl in that way. Because I would have gave Yaya the house, bitch. I would have been like, lay her on my eyebrow. That is not on my face because I don't have eyebrows. But lay on the eyebrow you drew on me, sis. Let's get it popping, period. Because I want this $100,000. 
I want my daughter's personality for me. Like, oh, she was an arrogant, persnickety Hillary Banks type, bougie, right. and intellectual bitch. And it was but like, a part you don't of have me to with that. A part of me lived for that, but a part of me was like, girl, you really don't have to give all that because you're giving bougie black bitch. But a part of me lived for the bougie black bitch because she wasn't the ghetto black bitch. Right. No, it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely educated, well-read reads. And I, I appreciated that on some levels, but it, to That's me, That's why I love it the was same thing with Camille. Same thing with Camille for me. We're going all the way off, off, but it's but no it's perfectly fine because I I, I I I don't know how long I have you but we're gonna make it <laughs> we're gonna make it do what it do baby period <laughs> jingling baby anyway so like Camille was the same way for me like there's no denying I would never argue anybody down when they say that Camille was or is a bitch. She was and probably still is. Shout out mm-hmm. to Oliver Twiggs, who's an upcoming <laughs> guest on the podcast. But yeah. uh, okay, light play. But um, I just but but she was so smart and she was so proud of her Jamaican heritage and she was so regal and she was just she just wasn't ghetto about being a bitch. She was just like 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 like. Camille was the first human brat doll we ever saw on TV. Sure. Like, she was Logan Browning before Logan was Browning. God bless <laughs> her. Like, it was all of those things. And I just, I just loved a smart black bitch. Like, it was the yeah. Dominique Devereaux of it all for me. Hello. You know what I mean? I don't sleep in my dead. clothes, nor do I so sleep, sleep with, with my, my clothes. clothes. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> many too sweet. Please and thank you. Okay. Now listen, with that being said, what is your favorite franchise to recap? Oh, is there a criteria? It is all based on you. This answer these questions based on your own perspective. Okay, I want, not as giving drink chance quick time was fine. Listen, I the criteria. <laughs> I, I'm a student of the game, sis. I go all the way back to Angie Martinez and Greg Street. It's six Hello. o'clock and top of Street to Rock, okay? Hello. So I'm not new to this, baby. I'm true to I'm this. True this to podcast this. is new. I am not. Okay. She's prepared. I, She's here to make you think today. Because I'm dead. I will lay the. This podcast I, is I, new, I but I am not. Okay. And um, I am here with my with my church rag to lay over you as you are slayed in my spirit. Oh, I got the prayer cloth now. And I have a triangle ready for you in case you need it. (laughs) Because I'm here for you. You're my girl. We see each other. Let's go together. Okay, so favorite favorite franchise to recap. Mm -hmm. Because I've looked into your work, girl. I've been binging your work since. Come on, binge me. You are binge worthy. Shout out to Justin Diego. Okay. It's hard. It's hard to really pick because if if thinking to recap, then I feel like I can only judge the series in which I've recapped, which has been um, Potomac, Beverly Hills, and Atlanta. Uh, I did not recap OC 
this season just because I didn't think it's good. Like as a true OC fan, I was I was just like I'm not going I'm not going to assist in y'all going out like that. Like <laughs> fair, that's fair. Like nah. Um, so I refuse to say anything that. about them until Tamara steps back on camera. So. <sighs> I, no shade. I, have, I have I have thoughts, but anyway, um, we'll get to that. Trust me. <laughs> I think my favorite to recap out of that particular lineup would have to be Beverly Hills, um, because Beverly Hills has taken us on such a roller coaster the last two seasons, which is what I've been recapping. Um, it no is shit. like you no hate shit. them, you love them. It's race issues, it's fun stuff. Mm. It's like it's every time you're done, you're back. Like you know, <laughs> it's rich, um, it's great, it's problematic, it's dynasty, exactly. it's, it's Republican. It's, it's a bit hello. It's a bit much. It's, it's a cluster. I definitely think though. Um, that we we have seen enough behind the fourth wall that we want to see. I would really like to go back to the housewives being everyday people with Beverly Hills being the only exception to that franchise or to that rule. You know what I'm saying? Um, because so it's giving every- Diamond Cluster hustler for you. Exactly, because Beverly Hills has always been Beverly, like it's been Kyle, Kathy, all of them for the beginning. So it was never like everyday women, whereas OC, right. New York a little bit, like, I mean, now, granted, they were, they were not the girl next door everyday women, but they weren't, they were, I'm, I'm bringing my PR manager to the party. Like They, they were, were the woman in the floor above you. Exactly. Very <laughs> the, the woman on the floor. They were the woman on the floor above you. It was very there. They were giving very like Karen from Will and Grace, Miss Anastasia Beaver House. Yes, it was yes. Very there. I, I, I yeah. want that again. I do. I do honestly. I kind of do. Like it almost need. Like I feel like Housewives almost needs like a full blown cultural reset because mm-hmm. Housewives is so big to, to to a point where I don't just reference Housewives as Housewives. I've kind of nicknamed Housewives the HCU, the Housewives <laughs> Cinematic Union. Yes, the universe. Because there's so many franchises, so many women, so many places. It's literally international. There's a Housewives franchise on every continent, damn near, probably Antarctica too. Shout out to the Real Housewives of the Antarctica. You know, shout out to y'all. I I don't know if y'all. I mean, they could be on Peacock somewhere, lost in the shuffle. I don't know. I, I'm not trying to leave nobody out. You know, we all inclusive over here. I, but but. I just want to see the desperation. Like, I met Kim Zolziak back in the day before she was cast on Atlanta. And she back was before her wigs got good. Child, having out headshots. Uh, fine headshots. Talking about some, she was going to be a singer. Wow. So, like, that's giving, that, that, that's giving very Carrie from the first season of the Bad Girls Club. Yeah, no, very bad. But, like, it was, it, it's that level of, like, hunger. Because when me, okay, so we were in Atlanta, um, mm-hmm. and she was on, like, the little, at that light before you turn on to the interstate, right? So she's mm-hmm. getting cars from both directions. She can stand there and pass them out, right? Right, um, right. We see, you know, we are whatever. Okay, thank you. Cool. It's Atlanta, whatever. Or it's outside of Atlanta. You see a lot. 
Right. When we saw her on TV, my aunt was like, yo, ain't that the girl? <laughs> but ain't it, that? Ain't that the girl who was passing out her headshot talking about some she was going to be somebody someday? And I think By Instagram golly. has people, or social media rather, has people afraid to go through the ugly phases of it. Facts. you afraid where to I do am now in this afraid to do the dirty work there's so much work before it looks glamorous there's so much work that's put in before you get a manager before you get a PR team before you get a stylist before you get a big check you know what I mean but everybody always sees that or even hell before you have a hundred thousand people on your lives but everybody because that's what's plastered everybody wants that and so we discount or take advantage of or don't want to do the step where we engage with the seven followers where we gotta get down and dirty, where we gotta drive cross city to the to the little podcast. You ten dollars to be on the podcast because they need money. Hmm. Like nobody wants to do those things, but you do those. There things. are people who are doing them, and that is part of the process. <laughs> exactly. Um, choir speaking. She did her. She did her process, and I want I want more women doing the process. And you know what I have a conspiracy theory that links to that I don't know how much of a conspiracy theory it it is more so as it is an observation and conspiracy just makes it sound more titillating but um I think that Beverly Hills changed the dynamic of what Housewives is so much I think they ushered in a new archetype of what Housewives is and I think Mm -hmm. that when we were watching the first seasons of OC, New York, Atlanta, even New Jersey to a certain extent. I feel like New Jersey was like the fine line between like seeing women with real money, but they weren't famous. And Mm -hmm. but you know, they weren't just upper middle class women. Like these women were actually living in mansions, whether (laughs) they could afford them or not. Um you know, I ain't reading nobody. You know, I ain't the one to read, honey, but the girls say I (laughs) But what I had heard was I'm just telling you what Mama Joy said, cause she be <laughs> in the street. I'm she just telling you the what street. the Mama Joy street say. She uh, know what they be saying. Cause Mama Joy said her wig be knowing. I'm just saying, but I she think she be hearing that the about early, it from the casino. But go ahead. Okay, cause I, you know, listen, we'll get to that too. I just feel like the old, the 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 original season they we could see those women who were just upper middle class. They were just women with money, but they weren't, mm-hmm. you know, opulently wealthy. They were just, you know, girls who could afford the labels, but they just didn't know where to buy them from. They were buying the most expensive stuff in the boutiques. Like, they yes. were given very Neiman Marcus tees, but, the, but yes. they couldn't really go to Saks Fifth Avenue yet. It was very bad, you know what I mean? <laughs> but when Beverly Hills came along, them bitches walked in rich. Them bitches walked in and everybody had a gate in front of their house. Everybody was driving a Rolls Royce. They held diamonds in the intro and they weren't CGI. Yes, they had the, the, the sunglasses had the BH and Dolce Gabbana. That was very big when that happened. But every year. But I feel like, but that's that's the part of the ugly phase, right? Like that right. made other franchises want to do more, want to step it up more, want it to look like Beverly Hills. But in reality, like that is Adrian, bro. She her family owns the Kings, the Sacramento Kings. Like you're you're right. not 
there yet respectfully and that is no disrespect to where you are that is no way to say that you can't grow to that that is just to say that y'all just simply aren't in the same game y'all need to stop watching lisa vanderpump and start watching bethany frankel pay attention to the right girl get on the right come on (laughs) get on the right team baby get your team together get your team to help you out because they are failing you right now and that's the problem all the girls feel like they got to come on as the full package and we don't see the girls struggle no more we don't see the girls like bethany and the brandies and the girls like that that are just struggling no more now mind you we we have whitney rose and gina the dillard bassett we getting it out of her and i have said it how do you feel about her First of all, you'll never get me to ever say anything bad about Miss Candace. If you know, you know. Okay, good. Because the reason Um, I was going to ask you that was because the moment I heard your voice when you picked up this phone call, I was like, this woman, I I am on the phone with Candace. (laughs) Has anyone ever in your life told you how much you audibly resemble the Candace Dillard drive back is it enough for you win Bassett? <laughs> no, I've n- I've never ever 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 heard that. Um... I'm still freaking out, and I've been waiting like on pins and needles to get to a no, Potomac I, question funny. to segue. I, I've never Ooh. I've never heard that. Um... And like I said, like, if you know, you know, I've definitely occupied space with her um, where there have been ample opportunity for somebody to say that. So, no, I haven't. But what I'm just letting you let the girls know, because, you know, we got, you know, the girls are tapping into our Twitter space. That's not a Twitter space. That's a group phone call. You know, we give a real technology fourth wall. We love it. Come on, technology. Um, No, no, I just I think I know that. (laughs) <laughs> right okay and, 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 and let me just say this if you know you know go Eagles okay like oh, uh, uh, that's okay just, <laughs> that's just shout what it out is. to the Eagles God um, bless y'all how's the weather with y'all at right now <laughs> but how's your pH I, I feel like her story for me and the friends that I have is normal so I did not like the Okay, let me say this. Everybody wants, in in the black community, everybody wants generational wealth, right? Mm -hmm. But we are chasing this mythological carrot. Nobody, there is no clear or one singular line towards generational wealth. I think the difference between Candace specifically and Giselle is Giselle came in to this world with either wealth that was or wealth that was already on the path to being established. Whereas Candace, yes, came in, her mom was a doctor, but Candace, like we're in real time watching Candace and her family build generational wealth. Like that's how you do it. You, okay, yes, you have this house, we split this mortgage, it's easier on both of us, boom, we get this, we can make 14 payments a year and now we can go buy a second property and so on and so forth. This, again, this is the quote unquote ugly phase. This is the short phase of the lock. And people don't like watching that, i.e. Toya and Eugene. I don't know why it's a problem, but we hate seeing people. They can speak for themselves. (laughs) I mean, they, it's definitely them and not us. But we hate seeing 
saying that and I feel like Candace is going to be the next Bethany of this franchise um She's got one of the best, as to date, one of the best musical careers out of any of the of the one other housewives. And I think some of these housewives are spending. You know, it really is. Um, I think some of these housewives are spending their budgets on on glam and not on teams. Who the hell is no? Hold on, stop. Because <laughs> as soon as I hear glam and budget and Potomac in the same sentence I automatically cross <laughs> Ashley out of that conversation because she done got Monique's whole team shout out to Riley Knox God bless mm. her she got Monique's whole team doing her so she's okay fine mm-hmm. Wendy is beautiful and she's always been beautiful but mm-hmm. I have the voice Curtis I have the voice no I'm playing but um, Wendy is beat the house down she walks out of the hospital with her baby in tow beat the house down Yes. I don't worry about Wendy, okay? Um, Robin, listen, we see who her friend is, and we're going to get to her. Karen, she looks better than she's looked in her entire... Entire life. Fucking life. Baby girl is eating up. Woman, that grown-ass <laughs> woman... Woman. Woman... Doja Cat hey, don't know nothing about this stuff. Doja Cat don't know nothing about this woman, baby. Doja Cat don't know nothing about these collard greens and biscuits, baby. Okay, that's that, that, that woman Cheryl Lee Ralph was singing about. Okay, she's a Cheryl Lee Ralph type of woman. Doja Cat's woman is vegan. Honey, Karen's type of woman makes homemade biscuits and puts ham hocks in her greens. Period. <laughs> okay, shout out to Karen and them. Shout out to Surrey County. Okay. Okay. Hello, Surrey County. Good morning to y'all. But when it comes to what the hell is Giselle spending her budget on? Because listen, listen. Cause I'm she ain't no charade. Things. She paying for it even if she not satisfied with the service. Like that. That's listen. the sad part. That's the criminal part. She paid to look like that. And that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. You know no, it's what I'm not. Because <laughs> I can embrace a woman having her own individualistic style. I can embrace that. I can embrace Absolutely. a woman having kooky fashion when it's done Absolutely. right. If she would wear these kooky outfits and do all of these things and be slayed the house down, like I thought she was wearing go naked. Why she still look like she got quick weed? <sighs> Please come Why? get me from under the table. Why does she Please. look like she's still wearing hard front wigs? that she is dying herself at home and trying not to piss Brad Mondo off. Nah, no, one, of her, one of her daughters her. definitely bleached this one. That was, her that daughter was definitely... Not, we need to call Grace to the carpet and ask her why she did that skunk stripe wig for her like that. Why you do your mama like that? I understand you? that reading her is y'all thing. That's what she had y'all come on the show for because I... I you know that Giselle is a but producer. But not like this. She she's a producer. She has them girls come on the show to read her. But y'all don't went too damn far. Now y'all is embarrassing that woman. How are we supposed to get every Hugh Beauty back now? And she walking around uh, looking like it, never. It ain't it no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She Mm-mm. looking like oh, You know, remember the TLC show? When they would do the uh, what is it trading places where they would do the neighbor's house and all the neighbors would split swap houses and they would have to um, 
or even homes on homes when he would find the people in Home Depot, right? And he would come in and do the work. But then when you would leave or he would leave, you would have a homework assignment or you would have to paint or whatever. That dye job on the hair was the homework was the assignment, assignment of the of the stylist, and we just we failed. And she assignment. didn't read That's any instructions. She didn't read no, no. instructions. She opened up that box of dye and she just dumped it out and threw yep. everything to to the side. We don't know if she mixed those chemicals well. We don't know if she mixed things that she was supposed to mix. Not mix things that she was supposed to mix. I'm screaming. We don't know if she's out here trying new recipes. I don't know what Giselle is doing because we can tell this woman is out here spending money. But the woman has zero taste. Like, I like how like do you make go naked hair? Style? <laughs> no, for real. Cookie style is... House, um, no, didn't she? No, Drew. Let, let me tell you something. My no, issue with Drew, my issue with Drew and her style is, you know, some people go to the mall and they dress off the mannequin. They mm-hmm. like there is no, oh, I'm gonna take this top and then go to another store and find some bottoms and then go get a belt. Oh, Correct. No, I'm they going buy to the, the mannequin as is off the mannequin and wear it just like that every single time. That's what Drew's style gives me. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? If more people did that, <clears throat> Giselle, we could go somewhere. Period. Like, you know what I'm saying? We could teach you. You got the foundation. But that's just, that's my only issue with her. I just want to see her not look directly off the mannequin. But I feel like for the most part, she had a few, but like, don't we all? For the most part, her wig be laid down. We don't get yeah. no lace. We don't get no lifting. It's be she... Okay. They let the she took dry. that. She got the one note, and it, even though it landed horribly in her tagline, it mm. landed on her forehead. The okay, way that lace landed and implanted itself. The way she laid that seed among her forehead, and it mm-hmm. planted into the lace follicles that are extracting from her roots. Praise I God! Shout did a out. And that's yeah, what I'm saying. She can take. Thing. She takes the notes. I like that. I that like was Madam C.J. Walker little, blessing um, her. <laughs> that was a blessing <laughs> from the spirit. She took candy notes with the um with her with her her merch and stuff like. I yes, because like those hoodies are notes. Those hoodies are sickening. Now, mind you, I live for the hoodies. They cute and everything. God bless her. She got about faster than Sheen by Sheree. But however. You missing a few that I want to see, Drew. Which and you know what? I feel like Drew is listening to his podcast because I feel like Drew is just that messy to dig into the slums down to the most le- least listened to. I launched this podcast two weeks ago, so I know she probably down here listening. Hey, girl. I'm hey, Drew. Hey, girl. Hey, Ralph. Mm-mm. And the assistant. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <clears throat> oh, no. To him. You finna see why I did. If you don't have a hoodie that said we found Ralph in Tampa if you don't have a Ralph if you don't have a Ralph hoodie if you don't have a Tampa hoodie if you don't have the here's the assistant's name hoodie (laughs) I don't want nothing else you got nothing else you got I don't even want your affiliate link code to go naked I don't want nothing else you got want a back rub that could be the hoodie want a back rub t-shirt do a bath towel with want a back rub something like Ooh. I need you to really if you gonna lean in lean in 
for real. But that's what I wanted from, and I said this, but that's what I wanted from Candy with Bitch, I'm Worldwide, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the TikTok? Here's a move that I would make if I was on Candy's PR team. Uh, <laughs> Period. I, I, I need to do that challenge for every housewife there is. No, for real. I personally didn't like the bitch being on the shirt. I would have liked to mm. see her get a shirt where it says I'm worldwide because mm. that opens the door up to more pe- more adults, which is where you want the money from, who can spend right. it, who can wear it, right? But then and buying it for children who watch the show. Hello. She was supposed to take that and turn it into passport covers and luggage tag. One million. It was, she was supposed to drop a duffel bag. She was supposed to drop air tag covers. She was supposed to drop stickers for your suitcase. She was supposed to drop passport stamps. She was supposed to drop, like, she was supposed to drop Mm -hmm. carry on book bags. Yes. She was supposed to drop sleep masks. Hello, something along that, something for you to wear in first class. When you are doing your worldwide things, where's the I'm worldwide lounge set to wear to the airport? You know what I now mean? You, now you with me. Now you with me. Like, Let's that's say, what I would have liked to I call myself the Housewives Human Resources. So I'm all about Come the business. On, HR? We're going to get this done. HR, honey. Because I can't. Because for me, listen. I read the housewives down and I enjoy it thoroughly. You know, I, I consider it my oral exercise. But <laughs> it goes further than just the housewives themselves. You get me? Somebody put mm-hmm. me, hold, 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 hold on, wait, because, because see, I, I just happened to my Cheryl Lee Ralph to really make, make the point. Someone has to put these women on television. Mm-hmm. You understand? It goes to the producers. Mm. It goes to the casting agents. It goes to the networks and the production company. Somebody has to get the executives. You know, I'm trying not to fake this Jamaican accent because I have Jamaicans in my family and I'm half yeah, an Amanian, but I was raised as a little black kid. Don't read me. Don't come after me. I love y'all down. I tell this my jam. But hello, come on, somebody. It goes deeper than just the women. Somebody put these girls on TV. We need to talk to them. And I don't want to talk to Andy Cohen. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to Andy Cohen. I want to talk to the editors. I want to talk to, to the producers that are on set. I want to talk to the producers who are talking to these women in their interviews. I, mm-hmm. I, I want to talk to the person who is writing their contracts. Who is deci- Who is making the decisions of who gets a contract, who is a friend of. I want to talk to those people. That's where HR goes, right? See, right. producers... They go to the housewives. HR goes to the people who put the housewives on TV. That's who I need to talk to. That's why I talk to to fellow content creators because y'all watch the show like me. Y'all watch Mm -hmm. the show as somebody who's like, look, at the end of the day, and mind you, I was raised on competition reality TV. I'm very Mm -hmm. much a road rules, baby. Mm. Come on, road rules. Very road rules, very survivor tease very yes. you know like I'm that girl so I'm like if you are not doing your job Mary you need to go like it's a no honestly, the door like the door is open leave leave get leave. shit and get, and get out cause you're the motherfucking improper influence <laughs> you're the improper influence it's hilarious 
I just said, like, seriously. But, like, it just, listen. And and this is the reason why I reached out to you. Because you have a very similar coverage style in the way I do. I just sound really aggressive when I do it. And you sound really (laughs) hilarious, right? So, this is a two-part question. One, can mm-hmm. you teach me how to do that? And then two, how did you develop this kind-hearted but ultimately shady coverage style of which you recap? <laughs> well, baby, I'm a, I, I am a shady baby. Um, I was born mm. to play child. I actually, it's funny, in my family group chat, my mom just sent a picture of my me and my father when I was about three and then my sister and my father when she was about three right Uh oh. and so I, I'm on his shoulders we're at the zoo or the aquarium or whatever um and I just look so unimpressed so I say in the group chat I was like I look I was like I look extremely unimpressed and my mom goes you and your dad both look aggravated so I said um I said, yeah, somebody must have tipped us off like that. Now, the gag is I look just like my dad. Like, I look just like my dad. Like, my dad got on top on top of himself and made me, and that was it. <laughs> um, so Jesus. I'm like, yeah, no, somebody definitely tipped us off. So my mom goes, so what you mean to say is that you've been throwing shade since you were three? And I was like, yes, but you One million percent. She was like, she goes, actually, I did because I'm still ducking it. <laughs> Just like Raven Simone via the Cosby family, honey. You've been doing this forever. I just, I don't know. But then my family, my family deserves their own Netflix special. Like, I come from a family full of undiscovered comedians. And because of that, I know, like, my weed style, my comedy style is we weren't raised to pick on people you can be funny you can't be mean and you can do one without doing the other so we ain't never we're never talking about things that people can't change we're not talking about your overall physical appearance now if you put on some clothes then we're going to talk about that but like right the, the things that you can't change we're never going to talk about um to that degree so i i grew up just with that being normal, being able to hike on people, being able to rag on people and never be mean about it. Never going um, below the belt. Never going below. My family all night long, they start with a cookout. I got one cousin who can, he can make fun of you for a pair of food all night long, never tell the same joke once and it always be funny. Wow. Like, I just come from comedians. <laughs> So um, you mean to tell me that when I executive produce the reboot of Yo Mama, <laughs> you're going to be the first person I call? Call me, That's what please. you're saying. I, That's what you're saying. Because I, I volunteer to. as field producer for your Netflix special. I volunteer because <laughs> I want to get in on all of that conglomerate and all of that debauchery. <laughs> like, I just want to see it. Please. I want to be um, a part. I want to get a part. I want to make sure that story is told because if this comes in plural, no, it oh, does. I'm all in. I'm all I, in. I did a live last night for the first time with my sister, and like 
somebody in the live was like I can't I couldn't even imagine what your household was just watching the two of y'all like I could not like there's just so many of us my dad had um a 50th birthday party and my uncle it was all white and my uncle wore this outfit with suspenders and my cousin got on this man all night about his suspenders he got on the dance floor and danced crazy and was like oh who am I like playing charades in the middle of the party like there, there's so many of us um so the not being mean part about it is just literally who I am, who my parents raised us to be, and just like how I see the world. Uh, the other part of it, honestly, is when I started on TikTok, um, I put myself in my own 90-day boot camp. Okay. And I said, because every everything has rules. Even if you want to come to something and be like, oh, I don't want it to be so structured. There's still rules. Podcasting, there's still rules, you know? Right. So I said, I... I want to figure this out. Like, we're here. <laughs> Giorgio has reposted me. Like, what does being a TikToker actually look like? What does that mean, right? Um, so I spent 30 days just ingesting content. Any pop creator out there, pop news creator, anybody who did Housewives, anybody who are the big hitters here, who are the big people, who are the up and coming people, 30 days just absolutely watching. Okay. And then I did... 30 days of, um, and I didn't, I didn't engage, I didn't comment, I didn't nothing. I literally 30 days straight of just ingesting content. Uh, day or the next 30 days, I spent engaging, getting to know people, in, ingesting the content. What does interaction on TikTok specifically look like? And then I spent the last 30 days making my attempt at it, throwing stuff at the wall. What did I see that I like that everybody does, but how do I put my own spin on it? I want to ultimately deliver this, but I don't want to make it, I don't want to take their particular path. So how's another way that I can get to whatever this may be? Um, and kind of like, you know, following all the rules, posting five times a day, kind of throwing all of your stuff out there and then seeing what your audience wants from you. Right. Um, and then I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Y'all want to talk about this? Like, boom, this, this is how I'm delivering it. And I just, I look back even since the winter and I see myself just getting more comfortable existing on camera. Um, <clears throat> and I think that that is the hardest part that I knew in all of that. I knew that I did not want to be a black girl screaming about the issues that take place on these shows and in these franchises because they have mm. them for sure right. so how can I as a black girl as somebody who's deeply triggered by the Jenny Wins and the Lisa Rennas of the world um, I'm, I'm a say his name kid too like my grandfather was shot and killed by a police officer on his knees in his head ex execution style with his hands up like <laughs> like I when we have these conversations, they're like, oh, but all lives matter, all these, I, I'm deeply triggered as well. And I don't deserve mm -hmm. to be triggered while you're calling yourself entertaining me. So right. how do we have these conversations? How do we switch this narrative um, so that we can be heard in some capacity? It might not be the world, but it might be this Bravo space. Hey, you're triggering us like this. Let's have conversation about why this is triggering let's create community here and then all of these people can come and hey this is where this was triggered okay like maybe bravo try this maybe it looks like this as opposed to just being like i'm boycotting this is racist or did you right. see this racist thing y'all should be upset about this like okay i, I want to be a needle mover 
and mm. how can I be a needle mover and still be true to myself mm. and that is pretty much the foundation of how I recap and, and, and talk about things like okay here let me give you all of the facts and then let me tell you what I would do if I was in charge of fixing the problem that I just presented to you and then you should tell me what you would do down in the comments like let's talk about it let's chit chat let's <laughs> create conversation because that conversation is going to draw people in and it's going to create those numbers and those ultimately those numbers is what drives Bravo's choices and their stuff like that so like right let's do the things to shine our bat light so that they can look over here you know that I appreciate you saying that because I am in the midst of finding my balance in that because if you take a gander over at my YouTube channel um, (laughs) my YouTube channel is me very much being that black girl semi yeah I'm screaming I'm not gonna even hold you completely screaming into the void about all of the issues not just about housewives but about pop culture in general like I scream about everything from Jimmy Kimmel being a racist and a, xeno- mm-hmm. and a xenophobe to Jenny Wynn down to right. Tasha Kay and her being a terrible representation for black content creators listen I go all over the board with it, but I speak more so about social awareness, human rights, and like all of that stuff within the pop culture space. But I find that I'm a bit of an extremist. Maybe that's part of me being a Virgo. But (laughs) I find that I tend to go from one end to the other, right? So it's either like I'm either full on the front lines, holding the banner, black beret, toted to the left, Afro, big as can be. Fist in Let's the air. Go back, Panther. <laughs> well, I mean, I was literally raised by former Black Panthers, so it's literally in my blood. Oh, so, I love that. We'll have to talk about that at another time. I'm we, like, oh my god, we totally. Can, that's why my approach is the way it is, you know, because I come from that space of just actively jumping into protesting. Like I, like all I know is just is to just protest everything. Call everything but out. that Get on a space sofa. is so necessary. That space is so necessary, and that and that's why I said I just knew what I didn't want to be, and that is not to demean or say that hey, the people who aren't doing it like me aren't right. We need right. both of these sales to move forward. We need somebody on the soapbox yelling at you to get your attention, and then you pass that person down the assembly line. Then there's somebody to say, hey, baby, that okay, this is why they was yelling, and then you know you go to the next step. <laughs> like, all right, cool. This is what being immersed in this look like, you know, whatever it may be, right? You need that. I know, like, my mom is an educator, like, super just whatever. I Like, I knew about Angela Davis and all of this before the average little Black kid, right? But I knew for me, because those things were so infuriating, Scottsboro Boys, Central Park uh, Five, all of this were like, and like, how do you ingest this and not be angry? And then not think about the fact for me specifically, like, okay, it's not just history. Like, I don't know my granddaddy. Like, you know what I mean? And not yeah. just be, you know? And I know with me, like I, like I battle just anger issues in general and all of those things. So like, I found 
embrace the side that's even in my anger and friend groups and all of this that even if I was valid and this is just me even if I was valid in whatever my argument was we always ended up talking about but you shouldn't have delivered it like that and so I found for me and my communication style the best way to be heard is to take that chip away from you you want to deflect and gaslight and not talk about my valid issue and the thing that actually caused me rage i'm justified in that but you don't want to talk about that because you're mad because i'm yelling okay cool now i'm not yelling here are all the facts what shall we talk about now and that just worked for me (laughs) you know and i i knew that i I did not want anything that I was going to be talking about or any perspective that I was going to to bring to the table on social media to be able to be swept under the rug of an angry black girl. I didn't want to give anybody the opportunity to even have that shit. And see, that's where I am now. That's where my crossroads is. I'm figuring out the balance of speaking authoritatively well not authoritatively but assertively more so Mm -hmm. on the issues and speaking about them as seriously as they need to be addressed while still being able to be entertaining enough to be ingestible by the masses so that once (laughs) i so that once i you know you know i i i i I want you to to be able to enjoy me talking about the way and the and the and the standard that Candace is held to is directly associated with colorism. I, I want you to be able to ingest that and and enjoy that just as much as you enjoy me reading Giselle's tacky ass outfit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because they're equally valid. Like the colorism on the show is real, and Giselle really is that tacky by choice. No, but like for me that, okay, so then at that intersection, that's where I bring in the fun, right? So we're going to talk about how it's colorist using that as an example. So that's where you come in. You know what really scuffs my tins? The fact that y'all act like it's not colorism when Giselle does da 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 and see how you got stuck on scuff my tins? See how you now have to listen again if we were on a video to A, hear what I said, but B, I've lightened you up. You're like, you're willing to talk about this now. Cause what this girl talking about scuff my tins? Cause see, and, and see, I try to be that, but I don't, but I'm not one of those people. Like I'm not a stand up comic, right? Like I'm just, <laughs> a, a, like I'm just a bitch with a really weird perspective, right? Like I don't write jokes. So like, I appreciate every laugh that you give me because I know that the random shit that just flies off of my temples is working, right? (laughs) So I'm trying to figure out how to make that work in the context of me being on a soapbox. Like I want to be doing stand-up on a soapbox. Like I want to get to the Paul Mooney level. (laughs) No, You know what I mean? Hello, Paul Mooney. Like I want to get Paul Mooney tea, but with more hair your your thing right so for me and again it it doesn't and i'm i'm really dropping gems to anybody listening right now but that makes me so happy i actually took this um 
as much as I love comedy, I will never call myself a stand-up comic. Those people put so much into what they do to even deliver a five-minute set. I feel I could right. I just don't feel like that's where my talent lies. I'm just a funny person who really also enjoys comedy, right? But I agree. My ass I was tried watching... to write a five-minute set and had a 30-minute panic attack. I have no like hello. <laughs> no desire to do stand-up. None. Not even wilding out. I, no, I forget who it was and it's really bothering me. And I want to say it was a male comedian, but they were talking about writing comedy, right? So you take the one thing and then you figure out how you can flip it, right? So you know what Scuff My Tim came from a battle rap. Me and my husband like to watch battle raps or whatever. That's a us thing. So um, the battle rapper said, you know what? Guffs my Tims when you get on the mic and you act like da 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 da, and it was the whole rap. And I was like, oh shoot! And we kept flipping it. Okay, Tim. The thing is, this joke is funny because the Tims aren't supposed to be scuffed. That's a problem. How else can we do that? So if you go Hello. back and watch my videos, I've said, you know what scorches my yams? You know what? You know what clumps my grits? You know what muddies my chucks? You know what mushies my rice? I genuinely was like, she has to be writing these. Like, do these come up? Like, <laughs> like, I, like, that is literally one of my questions in this interview is, do you write these? Or, like, how many do you have written out? Like, like, like is this just a list that you pick from randomly? It's legitimately no, one of my questions. <laughs> I, like, like, that one, eight, cross it off. Like, ah, we haven't used that one yet. That one applies here. Pull that one up. Like, I felt um, like you are throwing these out like fresh taglines. Like, no, and I, I live. am. I, I really am. And if you go back, I try not to use the same one twice. Um, That's why it's so brilliant. Because I've watched <laughs> at least 60, maybe, of your TikToks, maybe, if there are even that many, however many. Like, I've just kept swiping and kept swiping. And next thing I know, that it was dark outside. So I don't know how much like time has passed. <laughs> But I know that once I, I stopped, that. I was like, I don't know how many of these I've listened to, but I've never heard the same one twice. So I was like, there's a whole, I have to ask her about this. Like, I wrote a no, whole yeah. question about that for a reason. You're, you're brilliant. Um, thank you. But it comes from everything stems from, every, everything is intentional. And everything mm -hmm. stems from um, love and real life stories and authenticity and so like i said it started with me and my husband spending time together watching battle raps That's so and again I, lo I love music okay cool so boom she said that and then we just kept it going as a running joke and then even like my husband would be washing the dishes and he'll run out the kitchen like yo you know what such and such and such and i'll be like ah yeah now that went eight and so then you gotta put that <laughs> <in>. <laughs> So it, it, it's like, it's, it's a big community um, effort, but it's definitely intentional. But I say that to say, you can take that and apply it. So now like, and I'm keeping it in the same vein, but let's say now uh, makeup is the thing. So it's like, you know what smudges my lipstick? You know what gets yeah. my, you know what chaps my lips? You know what, like, you know what I mean? All of those things that are wrong, you know? You know, you know what frays right. my makeup brush? Okay, <laughs> okay. You put it there and you you apply it. So you just have to find that one thing that is true to you and then figure out how you can flip it. And that is going to end up being your thing that softens the blow, if you will, while you're on the soapbox. Because again, and it's soft. I want you to laugh at it, but I want you to hear me. Right. <laughs> I'm Attention. joking, but I'm serious. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it, it, it's got to be like you know not distracting and all of those things but it's it's really intentional and uh it really does take 10 years to become a quote-unquote overnight success i've been at this for so long not necessarily the tiktoks not necessarily talking about the housewives but um it started off as a shit it started off as a podcast before podcasts were a thing and it was called no No chaser um where we give it to you straight with no chaser and it was a panel of women then that evolved into my blog um which was l said that uh which then turned into a vlog if you will where i was doing like skincare and things of that nature which then turned into my lifestyle business which was scotland and maine where we integrated the self-care and all the things that i learned that you guys liked from l said that with the healing aspect because there's plenty of places for women to get together and drink and keep keep there's not plenty of places for women to get together and talk about the things that are hard or the things we've been struggling with or find community in the fact that I'm not struggling alone. So how do we merge that? Um, that was Scotland, I mean, that's where the don't shrink shirts that I have on in some of my videos come from. That was merch for that line. Um, and then I ended that and ran away to TikTok. Like I disabled my Instagram, I disabled my Facebook and I was like, F y'all, and I ran away to TikTok and now like I'm a TikTok content creator and that is so weird. <laughs> but it's all of the stuff that I've learned, everything that I'm implementing into Housewives and Chit Chat and then what will be House of Marisaki, uh, the show on Roku is just things that I've learned and ways to be prepared. And, um, no, I'm ready. I can send you over my headshot or my picture. No, here you go. Like, it, it's already in a package. It's ready. These are little things that I learned along the way, building those other brands. Um, and clearly, this was the vein that God, the universe, whatever name you want to put on it, had for me. But I needed those lessons. You're so fucking brilliant. Like, I am... You just make me feel like I have... You make me feel like I have like good perceptive skills because I genuinely try to reach out to content creators because I feel like they have unique perspectives and unique lines of vision when it comes to covering reality TV. And I try to really find unique type of people who cover the, the same thing that we all cover so that I can have really dynamic and interesting conversations. And and like, you just make me feel like I know what the fuck I'm doing. So thank you. And darling. you do. Follow your Your brilliance debt. makes me feel right. smarter. Yes. Oh, I like, oh, that is, I, I could cry right now. That is like the ultimate compliment. Well, uh, I would be being a little black a girl. Producer, <laughs> pass her a triangle. Producer no, man. for real. Mr. Bassett, Brown Dick Bassett, pass her triangle. <laughs> being a black girl in those, in those spaces, uh, you know, parents wanting better for you, so now you're in uh, private school and you're one of the few black girls and then just always, you know, oh, you talk too white or you talk too black or you, you know, always, so always struggling with, um, just how to be me honestly like as plain as I can put it because like if my words are too big for you or if my like you said brilliance is too deep for you that's a you problem I'm not delivering that from the foundation of I am the smartest person in the room and everybody should listen to me right you know so 
<laughs> if that is how you feel um and so that turned you off from me then that's a you thing but I spent so much time feeling like it was a me thing feeling like I needed to readjust because oh why didn't you like that or okay so less of this and more of this and no this this what I got this who I am I totally relate to that, but like I always say in these situations where I relate to them, I relate to them from a completely different perspective. I relate to you more so as a trans woman because mm. I'm someone who is still like, I'm only two years into my transition, right? So I'm still struggling in a space where I am trying to combat my imposter syndrome, combat me mm. feeling like I need to be a certain type of trans woman to to be palpable me accepting mm-hmm. that I'm not like any of the trans women on pose I'm not you know Janet Mock I'm not mm-hmm. MJ Rod- Rodriguez I'm more like Lena Waithe actually except she's not trans and I'm not a lesbian so we're even but right. <laughs> um but like me trying to you know, except that I'm an androgynous trans woman. I'm not like the average. Mm. Like, so me trying to figure out how to fit that within and not combat myself to be what the acceptable or, right. or palatable, the, whatever yes. that definition is in that space, because there's so many. <laughs> yes. So that's kind of like validating for me just hearing that and I try to take gems and like tidbits from wherever I can from people because it's rare that I find people who directly represent my perspective or my point of view but I've learned mm-hmm. to just take the breadcrumbs where I can find them you know what it's I mean meat throw away the bone. that part <laughs> learn how to eat chicken wings children y'all be out here wasting meat what is wrong with y'all just rude and ignorant my god anyway what made tiktok your platform of choice i was running away i was i was literally that's running. me with podcasting right now that that that's me running away on youtube one million i was i was running away um so my lifestyle brand scotland and Maine, um brilliant name by the way thank you was supposed to serve or did for the time let me say that serve as a community for women Mm -hmm. period black white identifying as it is not my space if you look me in your face in my face and tell me you a woman oh Right. You know what I mean? With certain right. measure, obviously, because the, the sensitivity was um, was there, you know, they're there when right. talking about like, you know, so I, I it's not it wasn't like funny, like, oh, yeah, I'm a guy. Oh, but I'm a woman. Like, you know, not like that. <laughs> right, 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 right. But it was it was a space where it wasn't about religion. It wasn't about politics. It wasn't about social or economical status. It was about the fact that I'm a woman and I experience anxiety and that has some to being black, but it doesn't make it exclusive to me. There is a white woman over there, an Asian woman over there or whatever, who also suffers that and they need a space to talk about it. So we, um, I, I started these things called uh, self-love day parties. Mm. And we had unlimited champagne, I'm uh, not champagne, excuse me, sangria. And we would sit and we would, empty clean and refill our metaphorical cup 
through nice. conversation and through meditation so that women, because when I created it, I would have conversations with a woman, right? And then that conversation would end with like, Ugh, but I feel like I'm the only one. And then I go over here and have that conversation is, oh, but I feel like I'm the only one. Okay, well, if all five of y'all feel like y'all the only one, but I've noticed that all five of y'all are going through the same thing, how do we get you guys to the same Right. Um, and then that turned into offering, um, I, offer, I offered, I still have a few clients, but sound bowl meditation. Um, and so, but the idea of getting women to spend money on healing at the end of the day, especially because it started before coronavirus, especially when we work hard Monday through Friday and we want to go out and we want to have Instagrammable moments. And I'm telling you, right. come in your leggings, leave your wallet, you know, someplace that you don't, there's nothing for sale here, everything. Like, you know what I mean? Once you paid your entry ticket, that's it. Cool. Like, you know, um, right. so it wasn't like Instagrammable. So it was like fighting through that. Then we had a really big uptick during the pandemic because everybody was, and then outside opened back up a little bit. And then it was back to fighting the same hurdle. Um, people mm. come do the free consultation and then, oh yeah, I'm a book with you. Da, da, da. You send over your links, you do your part and then you never hear from that person again. Because obviously right. now we're in a recession and people need to cut money. I don't have money for a, a $200 monthly package for meditation. Mm. <laughs> so it was just, I was so tired of just the struggle or fighting with people or people wanting to do it for free like we wouldn't book a session but then text me and say hey could you send me a meditation something i could fall asleep to um no <laughs> and so I was, well here's I was, the price for that sure right so i was just tired and um you know, I, I just had a conversation with god like and i was like listen i I'm trying to do the thing. Like, I feel like you gave me this dream, you gave me this vision, and I am trying to do it. Why <laughs> would you make it this hard? Hello. And um, it's clear as I'm sitting here talking to you, like, because the vision that I gave you was the end. That's the beginning. You keep trying to jump to the end. You need to do the things that lead to that. So like okay well what is what does that mean I don't know okay I'm running away from Instagram I don't know how to interpret this message this this divine message if you will so I'm going to go to TikTok I'm gonna bullshit and I'm gonna have fun I'm gonna take a break <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything right. I'm not gonna try and figure out the message I'm just going to exist and then maybe in a couple months we'll figure out what we're doing and then well by then I had already had 4,000 followers. <laughs> Work. Work. Um, and so, yeah, that's it. All the yellow brick room. So that, that's what I've been doing. Um, everything has literally fell into my lap. I, like, at some point, I'm like, okay, I guess I just need to put a wheel together to let people know that, like, I do podcasts and that you can book me on the show because, but, like, everything. I haven't sought out any of of the opportunities that I have, they've all come to me. That's brilliant. Every single one, every single one. The ones that are coming up and even ones that I had to say no to for whatever the reason I have not. I literally just finished my media kit. <laughs> That's so brilliant. And see, for me, <laughs> like I relate to you. See, this is the part of the interview where I, where I, I start getting chills because mm. we just start like fault, like, 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 this is where the fuck my my uh 
like like the fuck my my uh questions start happening and like I this is where it turns into yeah, like we just start like talking as homegirls like yes like 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 so now it's just us like chit chatting fuck the cameras dead ass but it's like because I relate to that so much because I feel like that was me running away from YouTube where I was trying to curate this community of people who enjoyed pop culture but were also triggered by the reality shows that we were watching and it was me Mm -hmm. trying to curate this safe space for us to talk about all of the things that we were being silenced for in our perspective Twitter threads or Instagram comments or Facebook comments if you still use Facebook Um, so like it just like it turned into me just like wanting to have a space safe space where it's like you're not the only one like we are not mm-hmm. you, you, unique yes I see that yes I see that that is a microaggression you're not wrong about that like mm-hmm. but then it kind of turned into a thing for me where people were all about what I was saying when I was reading Housewives and when I was talking shit about what the girls on the show were doing Mm-hmm. And then a real hard, hard shift happened when the Will Smith slap happened. Okay. That changed my interaction with the internet in a great way because I started holding the black community accountable for the way that they were condoning certain actions and certain and certain ways of handling things and people mm-hmm. started turning on me and being like well why would you say that he was just defending his wife he was doing this he was doing that and it was more so me saying there's more than one way to skin a cat you don't have to put a 30-year career in jeopardy to prove a point about your wife being disrespected right. but yet I got so much backlash and so much hate specifically on TikTok. So it's funny that I have you here. But um, they, that's just, what they love to do over there, though. That is what like, they love to do. It was it was intense, bro. Like, it was extremely intense. Oh, listen, TikTok comments, they can even the ones who call themselves like quote unquote fans, I hate that word, but quote quote unquote fans of you, they are ruthless in those comments. They will talk to you any type of way and you definitely have to set your boundaries. Um, Sometimes depending on the nature of the video, I'll post the video and I won't engage with any commenters period only thing that i won't let happen is i don't let disrespect like like i love my chit chatters and so if you were in those comments you nobody has to agree with me or with the other person in the comments everybody has to be respectful right when the disrespect happens no questions no warnings no nothing delete and block but i won't engage because people love to try and back you into a corner love to try well you said this here and blah, blah, and then you also run into as the creator you also run into to circumstances and situations right yeah so i said i like white paper over here when white paper is wrapped in a burrito because that's what me and this person were talking about but then over here somebody asked me if i like white construction paper and i said no but now y'all want to get on the internet and expose me for being a walking contradiction right 
what? Right. <laughs> so it's just like some some spaces I don't engage. I normally um, leave my like defenses, or if I have like something that I really want to address, I'll leave it for my lives. Um, and then if you catch it in the lives, you catch it. But I I'm a person. I'm a human being, and I am very very careful to talk about situations that happen on the show, things that are being filmed. I talk about things that are being filmed. I talk about things that are posted on social media. I've only done one deep dive and that was of Diana Jenkins because I'm confused as to why you're here. Like it just doesn't make sense. But other than that, I don't go turning over rocks because if I turn over rocks in your life with no context, I'm going to find something because I don't have the context. You know what I mean? And I don't want anybody doing that to me. So I'm not gonna do that to somebody else. I'm not going to turn over a rock and say, oh, this person is cheating. I don't know the bounds of their relationships. I don't know their rules. I don't know if it's a monogamous relationship or what. So I can't call it that. But because I have no context and I just started flipping over rocks, I've applied my truth to your situations and that's not fair. So because I make the conscious effort to not do that, you can't come over to my page and do that. I've never talked to anybody poorly i've read people when talking about them or about the situation that they showed me so you can't come over here and read me you can't come over here and be disrespectful i've never came to your page and done that i'm still a human being thanks how do you feel short form content impacts audience versus longer form content um i think they both have their place and i think it gets weird when somebody just wants to overly use one format. I personally, just speaking for myself, I don't want to come to my page, to your page and you only have 10 minute videos. Because every time I come to your page, I might like you in the way that you deliver, but I might not have 20, 10 minutes to dedicate to your art or your content when I'm on your page. So if I could get the 30 second synopsis, the 60 second synopsis, I will come back. So I like that mix or the same thing. I don't want to come in at all five, seven videos. Come back for part two. Come back for part two. Come back like, but every video 30 seconds, ma'am. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so I, I just think everything, everything with moderation. Um, right. But I like that there's the options. I like that you can be on TikTok and have 10 minutes and it's not just dedicated to short form. I love that. Now, have you covered any franchises just because you know that they'll do well in the views, but you don't necessarily enjoy watching the show? Or do you only curate content around what you specifically like? Mind you, I'm asking for the people who don't know who you are. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> um, no, I, I specifically curate content around what I watch because that, like, chit chat, that we're here to talk about it. I can't, if I don't ingest it, I can't talk about it. I can't give you a well thought out opinion. You know what I mean? Um, I, and, and I have had, I have had people tell me, because I don't watch Jersey, um, oh, the numbers, the content with Jersey is good. Even if you don't watch it, you should post videos about it. That's not who I am. That's not the relationship that I am looking to create with my chit chatter. Um, and again, this, I was running away. My, I was pandemic, all of this. I was binging the shows. I just started New York during the pandemic um, because I have wow. a friend who is a producer um, on there. So out of friend support, I was like, let me watch these white women. And then I was like, oh, these women, wild. 
<laughs> and so I, you know, I went back or whatever the case may be. So it's pandemic. I'm like bombarding my husband with this information. And at some point he's like, dude, like what? Like, you don't have no friends? <laughs> uh, none. <laughs> like, and it's just me. Um, no, he's a good sport though. But so it was like, oh, okay, cool. There's an avenue for this one TikTok. So again, I'm, I'm here because I was talking about things that were on my mind. So it would be disingenuous in a turn for the content. Sorry, if I did, or if I did that. I completely agree. Like, I have to open, I think, one of my episodes of my podcast by saying, like, listen, I'm going to get to the second part of the Real Housewives reunion. It's just like, listen, there's been a lot going on, and I don't think that they're going to be able to, to, to keep up the momentum of uh, of the first episode and I love no. the Real Housewives of Atlanta but the first episode of that reunion was better than the whole damn season so I'm not <laughs> exactly optimistic you know no I'm, I'm not at all and it should have never been three parts but I digress listen I don't but with me <laughs> booking all these interviews doing this podcast listen I do five episodes a week plus a wow. YouTube recap like I'm trying to do it talk show style where I where I do like five episodes a week and then I do a, a recap video on, on my YouTube channel about this past week's episodes and then I preview what's coming on like next week's episodes kind of talk gotcha. show style and so like I, so I just got busy and the girls in Atlanta been boring so mm-hmm. you know God bless them can you remember no, the, oh sorry bless them. No, God I was bless them, deeply deeply. Bless them. <laughs> like like Hachu, God bless you, bless them. Seriously, can you remember the first episode of Housewives you ever watched? The first one, mm-hmm. I, I've I've been in um, since day day zero. I've been in. I can't remember the promo off the top of my head, but I remember seeing a commercial, us identifying that it was Kim who gave us the picture, and then wanting to see where that story went. Um, <clears throat> Dallas Austin was on there. He was producing all of that, so it was just like, oh, Ooh. okay, okay, we do like we doing something. And then even like you said, Lisa Wu was Lisa Wu Hartwell at the time, and it was her. just it was women who had these bigger houses and whatever. But it was not, and Beverly Hills wasn't out yet. But it wasn't Beverly Hills, you know. It wasn't Kyle right. Richards. It wasn't Paris Hilton. Uh, it was we didn't know who Greg was, you know. Nobody, nobody in Atlanta did. Like, we didn't, hadn't heard of Nene before. We barely uh, knew who Ed Hartwell was. No shade. Come on, come on, Burley. Um, okay. We we knew Lisa though because she was Keith's sweat baby mama, and we knew that we had kids that couldn't Hello. be on the show because Keith wasn't with that, and so we was tuning in to see how that did she talk about them. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Uh, what uh, in the background? Like, I needed to know. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, so definitely I've, I've been in season one. And again, I have watched, I watched season one of OC and then just life or whatever. So it wasn't like a show that I was keeping up with. So I did at some point have to come back and like catch up to OC. Um, but I knew like, oh, so it's, if they giving it over there with divorces and horses, Atlanta going to have to eat. And that is. Okay. What was your first TikTok or, or piece of content about the Housewives or reality TV in general? Uh, first, first TikTok was about reality TV and it was Big Brother season 23. Word. And I, I think I was talking about not knowing that Derek F was F for Frazier because he was Joe Frazier's son. 
Um, and then the next one was a duet of um, from Hey You of Erica, and it was like, you know, say it again, say it again, and I was like, I'm scared, like <laughs> you scared. Uh, so those those are my two because Big Big Brother Summer 23 was on, and I was behind, so I was binging episodes on Paramount to catch up with live TV. So that was that. For you, who's had the biggest turnaround on Housewives for you, either or both, good or bad? Like, 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 who's either started really bad on the show and then had the biggest turnaround and been most improved, or who started really good on the show and just went down the fuck hill? Um, Erica for down the fuck hill. Uh, I mean, she came on wild with the cunty necklace and the it's, it's, it's expensive to be me and then with Broadway and all of that. Definitely right. did not see that the man from Aaron Brockovich was going to be stealing money from um, victims that he worked for. Like, that just came out of left field. Um, Never thought that would happen. Yeah, to see her now, like, broke and begging Diana Jenkins to buy stuff because she don't have no money and all of that is crazy, even though... It wasn't really hers when we met her, you know? But so, that was a crazy uh, downfall or turnaround. And then, um, who else I was going to say? You said for the good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Damn, I, had, I just had somebody in my head. For the good, though, I'm going to go Portia. We okay. met we met Portia in this loveless marriage. We all knew that that wasn't going to last and her ass. And I, you know, I, I, I love the try. I love the try of her, you know, asking, um, Kit, what's his name? Stuart, if he could go, if she could go to the strip club and the trying to be a good wife. I love the try. Um, but now to see her where she is, minus the Fallon situation, but to see her where she is with Hello. her little naked hair and her books and wasn't the best spinoff, but the opportunity to have one is still big. Um, yeah. to, to coming back and being able to kind of like name her price and have balls in her court, like that, that is a long way from being laying out on the floor because she tried to attack Kenya at the reason. Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold it. Just hold it. Do you really believe that Portia is going to be able to come back and name her price after that eight episode waste of time that we got out of her? Um, so prior Because I don't to, believe that $5 million were worth, worth a damn. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think... I don't think she's going to be able to name it for five million. Um, and I say that because if there was even one contract written of a five million, that somebody would have gotten wind of it. Um, so I don't know. And she didn't confirm five million. So I don't think that. But I do. I do believe that she's coming back. I do believe that the ball is in her court because um, they asked her back. It was supposed. They were supposed to be a wrap after the shit show of the spinoff. And mm-hmm. then this season didn't do what it was supposed to do. And this was like, a, oh, well, would well, would you? So, yeah, I definitely think she has the spot to name some stuff. So, basically, Portia pulled a Tamara, whereas they tried to chop Tamara down to a friend. She said, fuck off. And then they did two seasons that went in, that went directly in the toilet. And then they called Straight her back and was like, listen, hey, girl, how you doing? Um, <laughs> you want to go to lunch? 
But that season of OC was that pan was that first pandemic season with um uh what's the Varga girl crying in the woods because of her um church trauma and she was divorcing the husband and had the boyfriend that she wasn't sleeping with because the divorce wasn't final. That one and and finding out the downfall of Bronwyn's marriage, that was a good little season now. That was a good season to me. It was, was a good, good season, season to me. It was so interesting to me. But for me, it was so upsetting because Bronwyn had so fucking much going on. I couldn't keep up with her, so I eventually tuned out to her story. And then, you know, at some point, it's like, I just, it was a bit, like, it was, like, Bronwyn had enough storyline for everybody on the damn show, so then trying to yeah, keep up with that. Plus, everybody, she could have gave somebody, she could have let somebody else be a drunk that, that damn season and came back and got No, but that was the seat. Yeah, but that was the it was season. She was getting sober. She was exploring her sexuality in the husband. It was Pride face. Month. It was get. Oh my god! Oh, it was good. That season was good. It was good in theory, but for some reason everybody hated it, and I was like, I don't know what y'all talking about because they turned it to me. But then yeah. it just didn't seem like. But it felt like it was missing something, and then. And then everybody put their money on Heather being the something that was missing, and she came back, and it was like, "Ooh, girl, she's not a middle girl." She she's came back that. and was like, "Let me give you a commercial for all the things that I'm doing." And it was like, "We asked yes, you. we didn't ask you for a trailer for your podcast. We already watched, watched. Like, we don't need to." Hello, have we, we not done enough? Like, we've been watching, but we were watching Botch when we weren't watching OC. Like, calm Hello? down, girl. We got Hello? it. I didn't listen to your damn podcast then, and I'm not going li- to li- listen to it now. No shade. But <laughs> I appreciate, the only thing that I appreciate about that is the fact that she came back, and because she's the rich bitch, it came back, and her storyline was not necessarily about her just having a lot of money, but it was about her earning a lot of money. Like, it came back about her having several jobs, several careers. Oh, look at my several dozen streams of revenue. But I also, I feel like, and again, I'm not part of that community, so this is not an attempt to step on toes. But it felt like that was due in part to um, how Heather wants to be perceived. I know. I can agree with that. I know as a housewife, you know what I mean? No matter what you do taking care of these kids, you're always the Right. And for her, we we saw her in her first season getting back into acting. It was always about making sure that she was not just a mother and that she was not just seen spending, quote unquote, Terry's money. And I say, quote unquote, because even if Heather didn't have a podcast, even if she wasn't a housewife, that's their money. She frees Mm -hmm. up. Terry's time so that he can go and work the extensive hours to bring home the physical money. If Terry didn't have that happening or a man to the housewife didn't have that happening, that man or that person going out and working wouldn't have the freedom and the mental capacity to work that because they would have to be worried about stuff at home. So anyway, that's her money as well. But I, I like that she didn't like you said come in and just show her spending money on just drinking chance no I'm working for this I'm also a partner in this I'm helping keep that afloat and I feel like that was very intentional on her part I paid for that champagne button bitch get into Hello? it Hello? like seriously now can you give me some of your thoughts on mm-hmm. what I well 
not even personally see we we've addressed it as colorism down to the Potomac because I personally feel like Candace is held to a fire that Giselle has deserved to be thrown in since season two Mm -hmm. but I would love you know someone else with you know a high IQ to speak to this um is it happening yes is Candace and her team and her husband smart enough to know that it would happen prior to her signing that contract? Yes. So I am at a state in my life where the cream is going to rise to the top. Doors are opening for Candace because she's talented, not because of who her mama is, not because in spite of the shade that Giselle gave, because she's talented, because she's working, right? That's mm-hmm. going to rise to the top. What is for her, what is for me, what is for you is going to be, and it's not a demon of hell that could do anything about it. So I am Hello. very much on the path of, yeah, they're being colors. Yeah, they're holding her to a standard that nobody else is holding to. But as they keep pushing on you and applying pressure, you keep doing your work. And when you emerge, be the best, brightest diamond they ever did see. Hello. And tell them thank you for the pressure. Speaking of racism, I've heard that the racism on TikTok can be ignorant as hell. Now, I got attacked by black folks on TikTok, so I digress personally. But we also know that the Housewives fandom is racist as all get out when it comes to Mm -hmm. certain people. As a content creator of color that also covers Housewives, do you find that there can be a higher resistance to your opinion on certain shows, i.e., shows that are predominantly Caucasian based or appealing um yes so for me I feel like I experience racism in two ways on TikTok um Mm -hmm. Beverly Hills is my highest performing show period Instagram TikTok whatever YouTube Beverly Hills always does better also my account warning that I have on my account came from Beverly Hills my any videos Mm -hmm. that I've ever had violated were all Beverly Hills videos for hateful ideology um so there's that and then I also feel like I experienced the racism in in my number of followers right like Mm -hmm. I feel like if I did not look like me um I would already be at 100,000 followers and that's okay like the numbers don't define me that's not what I'm saying um, right. I I just feel like and based on my analytics based on the numbers on my videos I feel like I get a lot of people who come and just my content and then won't follow me because I'm black that's just how I feel nobody said that um, I'm saying that because I, I feel just, the I same way about my, my own content I'm I look at my that. analytics um, for me to only be at like 13.7 thousand followers versus I've got multiple videos that have done over 300,000 like not just a one-off multiple like one of one of my very first Atlanta uh series I didn't have playlists I didn't have anything was a four-part Porsche breakdown and out of the four parts two I want to say hit over 300,000 and the other two did 100,000 I did fucking check people. (laughs) I did the Shit's Creek one, um, saying that Dorit uh, Dorit Kimsley is Moira Rose. I think both of those did over a hundred thousand. I had the um, uh, the young lady Abby, who Moira was painted after a comment on my video. Like all of these, my my page performs really well for its size. 
Right. And the well, you don't have to say that. I will. Because we're <laughs> that type of that podcast I can think over of here. Is that I don't. I just don't look like that. Mm-hmm. Like Bravo reposted me, and if you go scroll Bravo's page on Instagram, like go scroll it and go find me another content creator of color, not just a black girl. Just go find me another content creator of color that they have reposted on their Instagram page. Don't Hello. worry, I'll wait. It's only me. I'm willing to wait. I'm willing <laughs> like, to wait, and I'm willing to do the scrolling just to prove the point. I'm willing to do the scrolling just to prove the point. It's only me. And again, uh, the numbers don't define me. That's not what I'm saying. But my Instagram page is only at 600, 2,000. My TikTok page is only at 13,000. And that's okay. That that has given me the opportunity to create community. I know my chit chatters. Like I, I know right. them. And I know that that is something that I wouldn't be able to say if I had went from 4,000 straight to 100,000. So I'm, I'm grateful for the slow rise of it all because I get to engage, because I get to create community, which is what I want to do at the end of the day. But I just really know in my bones, if I was not a black girl. (laughs) You would be meteoric right now. Yeah. And I believe that 1 million percent. And I agree with you saying that the slow rise that that you've had has allowed you to create a more interactive community and a deeper engagement with your subscribers followers whoever because of the fact that they've they've grown with you do you give me versus you like posting two videos and now you have 10 million subs it's like mm-hmm. hold on so like for me i feel like i know every single one of my 757 youtube subscribers because my like my number has held at around seven something for the past year and I took like a three month break and then I took another break before that because I've been battling mental health she she's got it together now it's all good don't cry for me Argentina okay (laughs) she does the work she does the work but I but I totally get what you mean because I got those 700 subscribers really quickly and then it just kind of stood at a standstill for a year where like I would get like 10 10 here, 20 here, 30 there. Mm -hmm. And so like I got that big number really quick and then it just started hitting gradually. But I feel like I've interacted with every single one of those 757 people. Do you get what I mean? So I totally get that. And it makes me wonder if you could work on a franchise because I like to personally be somebody who wants to be the change from the inside, even though my aggressive ass presentation doesn't necessarily lead to that. <laughs> the intention is to be the change that I want to see. Okay. Amen. So just so just roll with me. Okay. Turn to your neighbor. Hey, hey, producer man. If you could work <laughs> on a franchise, praise God works on you. Just let him use you. If you could work on a franchise, would you want to produce, edit, or cast the show? Mm. Wow. I would want to produce. I would want to produce with the exception of 
Potomac, I swear to God, they could write me in as Candace's friend and we could take down the Green Eye Bandits. I'm telling you, it would give like Portia and Shamia 2.0 and just like in their fucking rain, bro. Um, and then I, I'd step out. <laughs> I'm here for that because Ascala did not do her damn job. God bless her and her fashion. I'm telling you. Me and Candace would team up. They would bring me in as Candace's friend. There's there's a little bit of truth in that story. Bring me in as the friend. Create that storyline and we take them down. Uh, but no, I would love to be the producer just because I want to see real women's stories told on TV. Um there's so many of them and they all look different. And I think what you said was extremely profound and it's not my community. So it's not something that I noticed, but when you pointed it out, I was like, damn, you were like, I'm not the trans woman from P Valley. And like somebody right. like me looks at that and says, oh my God, representation for that community. I'm so happy. And you're saying like, yeah, we're still being served up this monolithic stereotype esque like right. I, I'm not any of them you know and I, I don't look like Angel <laughs> I look like right. Chris Jones exactly so I, I I thought that I, I, that's a that's a crazy perspective um, that was eye opening for me because I just never looked at it like that um, but the same thing there are so many women telling your birthing story or sharing that you had a traumatic birthing story should still not be considered taboo. I know there are women who are not in um, monogamous uh, uh, um, relationship like they they are exploring yes. polyamory there's nothing wrong with that there's these different types of relationships there's these different types of women there's these different types of moms and those stories aren't being told so I would love to produce a real housewife-esque show where we're still getting the hustling and the going and the dipping and the doing it and the hanging out with the friends but we're getting these real stories we're getting the other side of it we're getting to see the balance and that's what I would like to produce and be able to deliver in an entertaining way where people aren't like oh this is boring because you know when the storylines get too real and too authentic we lose the viewers yeah it's like oh where's the escapism i can't stand that word but where's the escapism yeah i want to talk to escape well guess what people of people of in intersectionality can't escape so you enjoy your privilege now you enjoy your privilege or if, if <laughs> this is escapism and that's going to be that show then give us that stop giving us stop giving airtime to right. the other stuff give us right. and i said this before you can revamp the housewives the, what we know to be the housewives where we see one or two episodes of them preparing for like a big cash trip and then do the cash trips up bigger go international and then the season is them internationally on the trips the drama that happens there and wrap the season but stop trying to sell us everyday life and not giving it to us exactly and that's why i would personally want to edit because i feel like there's so much of the women's actual lives that get left on the cutting room floor in favor of giving us this this superficial ass petty group drama that the editors mm. think the audience wants to see and I think that the focus that the editors put on certain things on the housewives shifts the narrative and sh- and, and, and then by proxy shifts the opinions that the what 
that the audience forms about the show. I feel like if the story was told different, maybe we could get a more well-rounded perspective of these housewives and then the group drama wouldn't seem so petty and stupid. Or trivial, yeah. Right, because maybe, maybe we could either A, see more of these women as actual women instead of just these high school mean girls or two we would find things within the stuff that's left in the cutting room floor that gives more information to the group drama the context the context yes give me context clues children now i heard you mention portia and shamia early days who's your favorite mm-hmm. housewives duo That is a great question. I've never been asked that before. I'm like, yeah. that's my goal is to really ask questions that you either one have never thought of, or two, give you force you to think from a new perspective. That's my goal when I do these. Mm. Okay. I'm going over yeah. all of them in my head. Potomac, okay. Atlanta. Freaking frat, green eyed bandits. Right. LVP and Kyle. Uh, Brandy and LVP. Uh, mm, damn, this is. So many. Color me yeah. stumped. Yes! Work. I'll give you the example of one for for me that may ha- that may help you narrow it down a little bit. For me, mine is probably going to be Giselle and Robin. And while I don't like the way that their dynamic is portrayed on television, I do actually love the context behind their friendship and the fact that they came on this show as best friends. They came on this show already knowing each other, already having an established history. What I don't like, and this goes back to the editing, is that they portray Robin to just be her sidekick. And they just mm. portray her to be just her lapdog instead of showing Robin as an equal contributor to, to the friendship. Idea. We hear Robin say season after season, I checked Giselle behind the scenes. I checked Giselle off camera. I checked mm-hmm. Giselle, but they don't show it on the show. That's what I the do editors like come back that. in. I do like their strong friendship in that we've never, we've never got a season of them turning on each other. Whatever vow they took, that that handshake, that's the one that I want for Candace and I when we come in to take them down. You know they what I'm saying? A like, oath. They took a life <laughs> oath in blonde hair dye. I swear to God. No, definitely did. And I, contact solution. You know what? This is I'm 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 going to not follow the rules fully and answer your question, right? There are no but rules, Beverly, baby. You're in a safe space. <laughs> Beverly Hills, Eileen. Every mm. moment one of my favorite housewives. No, me too. Every moment where Eileen I felt like she always stood up for what was right on that show. She never let that show in the actual drama of the producers go to her head. And every moment that she had with somebody who needed her in that, she presented as a great friend, as a great backbone, as a great duo, 
mate in that moment. Um, and I never feel like she had her person, but she was a great person to the people who needed her in those moments. So I feel like Eileen. <laughs> I love that. I love that. She's one of my favorite housewives. Recently, I did an episode of my podcast where I talked about all of the housewives that the audience seems to hate, but I seem to just absolutely love. And Eileen was one of those. She's amazing. And I agree with you. I think she was always the best type of, not sidekick, but just like duo, wing woman, for lack of better words, to whoever needed her in that moment to back them up and to state what was right in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. it, like, like, even if the whole thing with Erica went went off the rail when like she she was like she didn't talk about your child. Like she was say, saying like it's not a big deal. Like calm down. You, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, also, then she turned around and she still got Erica on that soap opera. Like. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, Erica didn't yes. deserve that just based off of the way she treated her. But she yes. was like, listen, I have this. This is an opportunity. I see you want this. I'm going to send the elevator back down to the best of my ability. Listen, out here Don't doing God's work. Doing God's work. Do you want to play a quick game with me? Let's do it. Because I love a good game of this or that. Right. Okay. I love a good game of this or that. I love pitting people against each other for the for the sake of content, not not for the sake of TV drama. Not IRL. <laughs> not IRL. What's doing? That's fine. Okay. So I have a few, and then I have one bonus question at the end. That is, you know, a fun like three ways that that I like like to include, just based on the recent drama that's been going on. Okay. Drew or Sanya? Drew. Kenya or Marlo? Marlo. Kyle or LVP? LVP. Monique or Candace? Candace. Obvious. (laughs) Jill or Bethany? Bethany. Gretchen or Alexis? Oh, now we was easy until just now. I love a deep cut, sis. I love a Jesus deep Jones. cut. Jesus Jones. Like Thank you. The people have been with me on this. Every person that I've asked this question to, I believe has said Jesus Jones as well. Yeah, right. Gretchen was a hater. Great TV, but Gretchen was a hater. God bless her. And, and oh, I didn't like that guy. I didn't like I didn't like Slade and his Miss Piggy moment and all of that. I just yeah. I almost didn't give it to Bethany because I hated what she said about Meghan Markle. But again, just the way that she finessed this platform is like to be studied. That is fair. That is a full course in college. To no, be perfectly sure. honest. Phaedra or Candy? Candy. Okay. Vicky or Tamara? Just seeing where the girl's heads are at. Mm. The girl's heads are at. Just checking the temperature as the kids on TikTok say. You know. Vicky up until Brooks. <laughs> can I do that? Fair. Yes. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Vicky up until Brooks. And that is then allowed. And then and then <laughs> The way you closed that was the sell for me. And then neither. <laughs> Tell them I died sad. I mean by like 
I kind of wish social media was not a factor in in reality TV because if I could just get those moments from Vicky, I will never stop with those like if I could just get that from Vicky, I would live for her forever. Oh yes, forever. Let's whoop it up. Let's whoop it up. Like 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 if I could just get that, I would love her. But then seeing her outside, seeing her behind that fourth wall, this is where breaking the fourth wall works against us. Is when we see who the real person is, and then it's like, God damn it, she's another mm. evil one percenter Republican homophobic ass wife. Yes. Shit. Or or also you didn't ruined. you didn't put your duckies in a row. Like you that. should not be on that platform of reality TV making the money that Vicky made, having the opportunity for sponsorships, still needing that platform and 17 years later billion monopoly dollars one you might want to be here you might want to create your own yes and and coda does well i'm not saying that she needs it to that extent but she she wants it she wants it back for the leverage of the other stuff like the platform of OC did wonders for Coda. We're not we're not going to act like it didn't. And we're not going to act like having it back where she could talk about it on a weekly basis wouldn't do numbers for it again. But had you, She wouldn't have been able to buy her whole... Ch- she wouldn't have been able to buy her child a whole house down the street had she not been able Hello? to do it on TV. Let's be very Hello? clear. Selling insurance ain't that damn profitable, especially when <laughs> folks is bad. If they damn... Um, PPP loans than they uh exactly yeah exactly. God bless them Kelly or Heather mm. Heather thank you Gina or Emily mm. fuck I always confuse them uh oh. Gina is the one from New York that's basically been following around. No, Emily. Yeah, Shane's wife. Shane's wife. Okay, yeah. I mean, but like, honestly, neither. Like, honestly, neither. But if I, ha- I would love to see Emily without Gina. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. And I would love to see Gina without Emily. Ah, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, Sutton or Diana? Sutton. Queen, love Sutton. Do- Dolce and Gabbana diva, honey. We love that. I need that puff coat. I need that I puff coat. Need it. Absolutely. I need that orange coat that she was wearing with the spiked um, shoulder pads when she looked Teddy dead in her face and was like, girl, I thought you were going to be boring. Mm-hmm. That case. Please reach out to the less fortunate, darling. Oh my anyway, Brandy or Denise? Denise? Just see where the girl's hands was at. Don't, don't yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing the temperature check. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we on the same team here. No. <laughs> we see each other. We see each other, okay? Camille or Renna? Camille. Crystal or Teddy? Crystal. Garcelle mm-hmm. or Erica? Checking to see what the girl's heads is at now, because some people came on this show and they switched up. I'll be. I was like, hold on. And that's when you should have just hit leave recording. <laughs> right. Now thank you for your time, babe. I'll, 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 
We'll send you the recorded interview. No need to keep making it nice. No need to keep making it nice, girl. Shout out to to Dredda, okay? And and that is on Bluestone Manor. Now, my bonus question is, you ready for the three-way spam? I am. Let's do it. 818, Vita Tequila, or Casa de Sol? Oh, my, my Pisces queen, happy. Work, work, Period. work. Because I don't trust now, now Car Jenner, and I only like Lisa Barlow on TV, and allegedly she doing things to get her liquor in the people's establishments now. Shout out to Wendy mm-hmm. Rose, but you know, we'll get there when we get there. How has your perspective changed on Housewives? from being just a viewer of the show to now basically being a media outlet? Uh, it it changed a lot. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even going to hold you. And I, and I know some people <laughs> have the same thought and they just don't want to admit it, baby. Um, I come from the 90s where original reality TV was real. <laughs> Hello. So I thought this was specifically in Atlanta. I thought this was real. Atlanta OC, I definitely thought it was real. I forget. Tammy Roman what, raised your hands. What, what other uh, conversation hello? to see you? Yeah. I did not realize. I forget what made me realize like, oh, this was fake. And I, I remember it being like 20, 2012, 20, like just having this like seeing the stories like, oh, all of this is concocted. Like, oh, it's all one big role, right? You know what it was for me? Orange County, when they tried to get Gretchen naked wasted. Mm. I said, oh, this is television. Yeah, hello, hello. Somebody asked you for the producers asked you to do that. That's I had crazy. a stroke when I watched that. I was like, yeah, oh. Because that's God. what everybody's mean girl sleepover situations are, like nightmares are made of. Like, that was literally them putting her fingers in the glass of water so she can piss on herself. No, for real. For real. Exactly like and on was. national TV. Like like and and that's when Jill, like on um Ultimate Girl Strip was uh, hold on, wait, wait, we're being recorded. Mm-hmm. I know you was gonna try and do it for the sake of answering the question because we're on TV, but also we're being recorded. Everybody's not going to have that context. Your dad might not like that. Don't do that. You know what that I mean? Part, like, just right. Yeah. But it was like, no, wait a second. But it was circa, it was circa like 2012 and then super confirmed for me on the Braxton's, not the Housewives. Um, when they all episode, did the boycott? No, well, it was before that or maybe around that. But um, remember when Tamar found out Vince got in the accident? Yes. And she was in the backseat of that car and she was like, I can't believe this This happened, right? And she had her hands over her face. You can go find the episode. Mm -hmm. She looks up through her fingers at the camera and I was like, oh, this isn't the first take. Right. Like that was when I was like, "This this was not, we're, we're multiple taking the emotion too. Like, it's fake fake <laughs> and speaking yeah. of the Braxton's you know what broke my heart when when I was like even if they do bring this show back I could never watch it again watching them film their reactions to Tamar's suicide attempt see I I, I, I started because you know that wasn't in real time episode, 
I could not watch the rest of that season. And the reason why it hurt me so bad is because you knew for a fact that that was not in real time. Mm. You knew. Because Tamar had not been filming. She would not come on the show. She was out here doing Tamar Get Your Life. All of that type of shit. She was not coming on camera. She came on for that first episode and then she hit it. Her and her receding hairline. I loved her bald. That is not a read. So, I, but I just don't, I just, I just, that, it was like, that became too meta for me. I was like, whoa, this is too, whoa, no. This is too, too, it was just Watching Tony run out of that recording studio, knowing that this had already happened. She was already in the hospital or like out of the hospital and was fine. Mm-hmm. And like they were just going back and picking the scenes up. I was like, oh, hell no, nah, bitch. This, this shit ain't cool. I don't like this. Nah. I cancel this shit off. Now, you mentioned Jill on Ultimate Girls Trip, and that was a moment that I loved for her. That was when I was like, oh, she's taking a different approach to winning her errand, to, to winning mm-hmm. her Apple bag. She's clocking mm-hmm. in. Work, yes. Jill. Who is your Ultimate Girls Trip cast, and where are they going? Uh, I Answers. You've been waiting on I me, have darling. Been. Just say it. Just say it. You've been waiting on me. It's okay. You're you you are in a safe space, my love. Mm, yay. Okay. Yeah. We are going. <laughs> we are going back to Portugal. Um Word. Potomac did a trip there. They had so much fun. I love that trip for them. Okay. And mm-hmm. what I want out of this particular cash trip is to get people away from their plus wants okay i want to see Dorit. Mm. i want to see Dorit without fox Horse. so for, i'm picking like two from every franchise so i'm going sweet uh Dor- hmm. you said wait no i said sweet oh sweet i'm sorry i'm going to read garcelle from uh, beverly hills nice i want to see her without i am going I, now see, when I first made this, I was going Candace Ashley because I wanted to see them get a relationship back on track, which they seem to have been doing on Potomac. And mm-hmm. Candace was already casted. So I'm going, drama. I'm going Candace, I mean, I'm going Ashley Karen because they mm. had breakdowns. They never really got it back together. We kind of just weren't focusing on that because other stuff took precedence. Okay. 100%. Um, from Atlanta. Now this is a hot take because we haven't done friends up. But okay. from Atlanta, I would do Sonya and her sister because I feel like that would be a great catapult to getting their family reality show back, which is all I yes. want because I don't want Sonya to be a housewife. Um oh. Yeah, so I'm going Candace and her sister. I mean, uh, Sonya and her sister, Sherry. But if I can't do Friends of, I'm going Sonya and Drew because I want to see Drew not showing off for the other girls. And I really don't feel like they have a big issue so they can work things out. Um, Yeah. Who who am I missing? I don't need anybody from the New York or the recast. But if I must, I could take... um, I could take Ebony from that... Like, picking from the last cast, I would take Ebony and Brashawn. Okay. Again, but that's a friend of. Why Brashawn? Um, just because I feel like on New York, Brashawn got the edit they wanted out of the story. I feel like they wanted the opposite black woman of the type of black woman Erica was. Mm-hmm. 
you know what I mean? I, I I felt like they wanted that duality. Like there's this black woman and then there's that black woman. And I don't feel like that's who she is. Um, her attacking Sonya. I just I just felt like it was all bad producing, bad editing. So I would like to see her again just to see her gel with other people and see why she was casted. Because it couldn't have been that. Uh, yeah, because to me, Brashawn gave me pick me vibes. Yeah. And I, I just don't feel like it around just who to she around. is. Right. So in my mind, if I was doing a doing a ultimate girls trip, I would cast all friends of. Mm. All friends of. I would do Shamia. I would do Mel, Cynthia's sister. I would do um if she was still alive, Marisol's mom from Miami. Mm. I would do um Faye Resnick. I would do mm. Like, I would do Friends Up, bring a Scholar Davis, throw her in there because she has the fashion. And, but I feel like she didn't get time to really, you know, show up and show out like that sh- because yeah. Mia was showing her full-blown, light skin, plumped-up ass. Her um, end. Her end that her G is... Girl, anyway. What's your tagline, girl? Um, I, I posted it. Um, they used to call me a chatterbox. Now I'm chit-chatting to the bank work work see I've been trying to put together this this tagline thing for a long time but I never really had a good one and I think I just settled on the one that I have now because it's just the most honest and I think it's like the one that I'm like yeah that one is the most accurate mine is what is it mine is I'm totally not aggressive I'm totally not aggressive just assertive and black black and black for me the and black is what sells it for me just the side like, i'm totally not aggressive just black <laughs> just black i'm totally not aggressive just black very that it's very that i like but i like it i like it you know i I'm just trying to embrace the fact that there's going to be a certain level of of abrasiveness that's just going to be my presentation throughout the world. And I just, you know, some of us are Dr. Jackie's and some of us are Dr. Heavenly's. And I just accept (laughs) what it is. But see, the thing with me is this Dr. Jackie could get real Dr. Heavenly, like, if you needed to. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't let let the love and the the peace fool you. We could do whatever you want to do. Don't let the queen bee fool you, okay? I just try to keep my energy as such as if you don't approach me with that foolishness. But somehow, if it does penetrate, we, we could get we could get clownish. That part. Do you have children? I do. I have one amazing eight-year-old. Um, my daughter's eight. Is she? Just turned eight. Oh my Virgo too. baby. I, mine too. I have a um a twenty eighteen oh model Virgo human. That's what I call her work mine is a baby virgo android like her mommy because oh, i am my it. own creation oh happy belated birthday to the android <laughs> yo you know we do a real janelle monet over here yeah i've got i've got the eight-year-old at home school um and then i've got they call him on my live they call him mr house husband work that is a partner in crime would you bring them on the show if you joined a franchise considering what happened with Jack? Um, I could never see myself bringing them on to a housewife-esque 
platform. Um, just like, like again, glam and gold type of situation. I would definitely do a glam and gold type situation, or even another ensemble show, maybe where I have more power for what is produced and what's left in the um, cutting on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, more like a um, who was it? Um, Tiny and Toya. Yeah, if you will. Classic. But I, I, I would never subject them to the foolishness that Kenya, Lisa Rinna, all of them do on those franchise franchises. Because um, I just, I just don't play like that. Yeah, <laughs> but, I don't even but, post my child on social media. I don't post my husband. I bitch. Uh, I barely post my face. But I do because, you know, I put so much work into it. You know, I'm invested in my body and I'm done up. But. Period. You know. Would you ever let your child work for LVP? Um, it's, it's, it's giving no. But also, my little she, she gone. That girl. And I'm not saying this because I'm her mother. Like, baby girl has got it. And I struggle on a regular basis of like, how do you parent this? this baby is so smart and she's so talented and she is just honestly like good at everything she does it's even hard she's in gymnastics it's hard making her practice for gymnastics because every time she go to practice she get up on that beam and she eat like mm-hmm. it's it's so annoying my husband gave her, her his old cannon picks up the thing he shows her a few things he's still trying to show her the lens and she's like i got it taking great pictures for the first time are there things okay. to be honed of course but of like course. so it's it's just always hard uh, she's into makeup now and baby girl is is doing it she came in the other day and served us a um a, a duo color eyeshadow we did the, the split line Word. pink and blue Word. all by herself all by herself mm. so see i am pray and try i'm personally scared because my daughter gives reality star the house like my daughter gives gia judaism <laughs> But it's given like if Penny Proud remixed it, like it's giving it, like it's giving it's all a tune about me. Like let go. Kid. That's my kid. Like she gives very LPDZ vibes, right? But that's because I raised her that way. Like I only raised her with like black cartoons, black re- yes. black representation. So instead of Caillou, she watched Lil Lil Bill around these parts. Like we don't yes, do we that. Did. We watch the Proud Family Boo. We watch Hey Arnold because there is all cultures and I don't people on there. Like you saw all the people on there in actual skin tones that weren't blue and green. Mm-hmm. Shout out to we Doug. did that. It was it was hard for us though because my husband his aunts and his first cousins um they're all mixed so being from and a black family exactly and it's hard in a way that i never thought it would be because being my mom's black my dad's black my grandmother's black uh my great-grandfather is half black half white on both sides uh my great-grandmother is chickasaw indian and irish because you know slave owner stuff um but again we were raised black like my mother doesn't even see herself as mixed race and by definition she definitely is right um so we were able to have like the slavery conversations and all of this where we didn't have to include the good white people that we know i didn't have that uh opportunity 
if you will, because I can't say, oh, well, white people did this, and it's like, oh, well, what about our such and such? Okay, well, like, not them. Like, you know what I mean? So their ancestors. Have, not them, right, so their we ancestors. Have, we had to have those really deep conversations really early because our family was so uh, colorful, um, which was definitely hard in a way that I did not even see coming, but I, I did the same thing, but I did over, nope, only black people, only black youth, only da 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 because we can filter in uh, white people and ancestors and your cousins and all of that, we can make that make sense if you've got the foundation. Right. <laughs> I need that foundation to be yes. good and in, in, in solid in your blackness and in your beauty and in your boldness and in your voice first and then we can bring in other things so that the roots definitely... if you will figuratively oh, well. and metaphorically speaking yes exactly. <laughs> now would you support Mr. Producer is giving me the, the wrap it up finger though <laughs> keep going oh. at the two hour mark <laughs> oh sorry okay so let me see. Let me get to a final question. Let me pick a final question then. Um, randomly, me, 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 miny, moe. What's your favorite Nene Leaks quote? I am very rich. Because <laughs> that is that is the delusional life that I live. I am, Work. I am very rich. <laughs> Work. Um, that one, but then my favorite, I've got I've got it even written down. I've got to pull it up. My favorite all time how quote though it is uh it's a Vicky Gunvalson one. Mm. Yes, it is. My <laughs> my life's motto is be nice, it confuses them. That is I genius. love that showing grace like that is who I am showing grace to people who don't deserve it confuses the fuck out of them but me I'm clear that my peace doesn't come from me I'm clear that I am not the administrator of karma I'm clear that whatever you got coming is coming whatever I got coming is coming so I can rest in the nice because it ain't it ain't up to me and it ain't about me so hey how you doing oh let me hold the door for you it confuses the fuck out of them it confuses the fuck out of them and I love it Shout out to Buddhism because that has kept my hands off of a lot of people's necks, and and like that, like that is Baby. the basic philosophy. Just give me peace, child, and nothing else. Baby, if it ain't dipped, stemmed, rooted, licked, covered, and smothered in peace, I don't want it. God bless, honey, and I want my peace I'll like I want my, my own hot house sauce cash I'm for sure. <laughs> You are my type of girl. Let's go to Wildfire. Let's just cut this call short. We're going to go to the Wildfire House. Listen, thank you so much for blessing my podcast with the people. Thank you for blessing the people. Thank you, Angel Producer. I, I appreciate all y'all. Hey, how you doing, baby? Um, I thank you so much. Thank you. I, this has been such an amazing conversation. We didn't get to all all of the uh, questions, but the questions that we did get to gave me such an impactful conversation. It gave me the conversation that I needed to have. And that's hey, man, and when you call me. me back, when you call me oh, back, I will. the rest of the questions. <laughs> Listen, let me know when you got a free free morning or afternoon. I will gladly call your phone, honey. We'll get back on the line, honey. Very see this world tease. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing where this comes for you in the next three months, six months, a year. Um, don't stop. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't. 
and just blessings to you and your family like as you continue to grow and walk paths that haven't been paved yet likewise thank you so much all the same all the best wishes all the love all all the respect all the congratulations on everything that you have done that you are about to do and thank you so much for being here with me giving me just a little bit of your time thank you so much and i can't wait to talk to you again my love and we will we will we friends now (laughs) we homies girl you you fuck with me you stuck with me babe so i'm happy to be amongst you thank you so much my love all righty babe i'll talk to you later Talk to you soon, babe. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, you guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in. That was my conversation with Elle Murasaki, and I am so grateful to her. I feel like I found a kindred spirit in this YouTube, housewives, multimedia, podcasting, social media coverage space. I'm really appreciative for her and all of the things that she bestowed upon me. She dropped some real gems on me, and she really made me feel related to, not just as a content creator, not just as a Black person, but as a Black woman. It just really made me feel so good and so appreciative that I'm able to connect with other content creators that cover the same things and share perspectives and are also able to open me up to new perspectives perspectives as well make sure you guys go and subscribe to her housewives and chit chat on all the platforms starting with tiktok and make sure you go catch her everywhere else that she's branching out to make sure that you check her out everywhere she can be all of her podcasts all of her appearances all of the things of the things and let me know what you guys thought about the episode. I feel like we had such an amazing conversation. I love having these kiki sessions and feeling like homegirls chatting on the phone after school about our favorite shows. It just feels so good and it feels very refreshing. And I'm so grateful and so appreciative to not only her, but every single one of you for being a part of the show. So with that being said, if you like the episode, make sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and all of the other platforms that this podcast will be coming to soon enough. Make sure you answer the question and leave me your feedback in the post that is attached to the episode on Spotify. Leave me your responses there. Make sure to drop your comments in the comments of my YouTube community tab where I post about all the episodes on Instagram at Real Reality Realness. Make sure you follow Real Reality Realness on Instagram. If you want to follow me, I'll be at Cherie Laveau. And thank you guys so much for being here. I can't extend my gratitude to you guys enough, but I will keep doing it. And until the next episode, I'll see y'all later. Love and light. Be blessed. Be true. Be you. Peace.